You're listening to Tabletop and Beyond, Guild 9 Gaming Podcast, covering board games to war games and beyond. And welcome back to Tabletop and Beyond. I'm your host, Justin, and I'm here with Jason and Dan. Hey, everybody. Greetings, Earthlings. All right, we are here. We are back. It is the new year, although we did record one last week, but it's okay. It's the new year, new you. We are excited to be sharing our content today. And we're going to be rolling up some Shadow of the Demon Lord characters for you to show you how easy it is to make a character and how fun it is, too. Yeah. So, uh, but before we get into there, let's do our Geek Week. Uh, I'm going to kick it off this time, I think. Uh, Good. Mostly because mine is really lame and I, I just want to get it over with. So, um, it it's building on, <laughs> you'll get the pun in a second, it's building on what I talked about last week with doing a lot of modeling um, I ended up putting together a whole army of Stormcast Eternals. I finished this, a whole army of Skaven. I finished a whole bunch of skeletons. Um, I did the uh, Stormcast half of the Soul Wars box. I put together 20 Frost Frostgrave cultists. I just have been, oh, I put together a Chimera. Um, I've just been in a monster modeling mood lately that's great get them built monster mash it's a graveyard smash so the Frostgrave <laughs> cultists that i built um they're for the game Frostgrave, which i think they were out of print now um but they were made by north star military figures they're great little figures i think i got this box for like 19 dollars or something like that there was 20 cultists that came in it and tons of variety. I mean, they came with like 10 heads for um, five models. You know, so you could like swap out heads and arms and stuff, and they were great. So That's cool. Yeah, it's they're very cool. I'm actually thinking that if I ever put together a um, Slaves to Darkness warband or, or um, uh, like Army or something like that, they would be awesome marauders. Because they come oh. on 25 millimeter bases. Ah. Yeah. Also, and, uh, give you some uh, base material for making bases with all those heads. Oh, yeah, definitely. There's a ton of them. So I kept them. And there's like tons of arms and weapons and things like that. So lots of cool stuff. Like you could have a severed hand with like still holding onto the blade at the base of some, you know, some guy. It'd be really cool. So, yeah, anyway, put a bunch of that stuff together, and uh, the other thing I did this Geek Week is I, I've, I've been wrapping up Viking Season or season 6 Part 2, so it's the final 10 episodes of the show. I think I'm six episodes in. They came out, like, on New Year's Eve. Um, I gotta say, I'm looking forward to the show ending. You know? ask, which one did you like better, Vikings or uh, The Last Kingdom? Or was the last um, time I, I think it was. Last I time. think I like season one and two of Vikings better. Okay. Um, and then I liked, uh, I liked the Last Kingdom overall, um, better than the last part, like the last several episodes, uh, seasons of Vikings. Gotcha. Does that make sense? It does. Because yeah. I think so. So Vikings. I'm not. I'm not spoiling anything here. Read a history book, people. Uh, Ragnar Lothbrok ends up invading England. And then they go on raids, you know, they even end up raiding Paris and stuff like that. And it's kind of the dramatization of all of that. Once Ragnar Lothbrok dies um, and his sons try to go, you know, avenge him, 
it really kind of loses its way as a show from there. Mm-hmm. You know, and they took like three seasons to maybe three and a half, like to kind of wrap everything up. And it, like this last season just kind of has been dragging for me. I'm kind of like, I don't care anymore. Yeah. You know, they're making a big deal that it's like the golden age of Vikings is over, you know, and it kind of was. But man, they were they were an influential people, very influential, way more than than we uh, normally give them credit for. So, anyway, very cool. Uh, my next show that I'm planning to watch is The Expanse, so I'm excited for that. Ooh. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I need to jump in on season three. So yeah, it just tell came me, out, right? Tell me when you get near the end of two. I'll, I'll jump in and we can okay. talk about episodes. Yeah, very cool. I need to get back on that. I got a little turned off because nothing to do with the material at all. Uh, I had an um, ebook subscription. Uh, I don't even remember what the service was anymore. And they had books one, two, three, five. And I was like, oh, wait, a minute, no. wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so, like I reached out to them and was like, where's four? They were like, oh, we just don't have the rights for four. I'm like, how do you not have the rights for the four? It's like the same narrator for all of the books. Yeah. The same publisher is like, yeah, we just don't have the rights for four. Like the only place you could get it was Audible. Uh... And it was like, I was like, ah. And it, it, I don't know, it rubbed me so wrong that I stepped away from the series. This is how this is how Audible gets you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we're just going to get one book. One book out of the series. Yeah. It'll yeah. be Harry Potter 4. Yeah. <laughs> that's, what, that's what it was. Expanse 4. Ugh, I need to get back to it. It was a great book I don't series. understand I really this it. Prisoner of Azkaban thing. Yeah, right? <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. Good stuff. Very good. Uh, yeah, so that's all I got for Geek Week. It was kind of quiet, although I did join you on part of your Geek Week. Yes, we finished a way out together, and I got to tell you, Justin, what a great, what a great adventure! But and at the end of that adventure, man, I, you know, I struggled to fall asleep that night. I did was, you? yeah, it was a little, uh, it was a little touching. <laughs> it was a touching listen, ending, it, man. I, I'm gonna say, I will say this, I will say this, um, it, the end of that. So we talked about a way out, and when it, when we finished it, I realized that a way out was uh, part time uh, Shawshank Redemption, part time The Great yeah. Escape, part time Heat with yes, uh, totally. with Val Kilmer and um, and uh, oh, Al Pacino, yeah, and uh, part time uh, Point Break, yes, totally with Keanu Reeves well, and well, yeah, yeah, a little a little Point Break. There's, there's a good splash of it. I'll say there was a I mean, there's, yeah, yeah. Oh, and a little bit of Scarface. There's like a dubbing yes. of Scarface in there, too. So combine all those totally. movies together, and you've got a way out. So if you love any part of those movies, you need to find a friend and play this game together because we had such a blast playing it. Oh, it was amazing. And I, so I didn't fun. think I'd have so much fun playing this game. Yeah, and it, much, was, it was basically free, too. How much With, does it retail for? Uh, I think it was on sale for under ten. Now. I would absolutely buy it. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, like if if you're like, oh, is this game worth ten dollars? Hundred percent. Is it worth twenty dollars? Absolutely. Go find a friend and play that game for twenty dollars. Is it worth sixty dollars? Absolutely no, not. But it's not being no. sold for sixty dollars, so that's <laughs> nope. not even a thing. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, uh, it took us what five hours about to beat one, two, it. Three, four, five. Yeah, it's about five. A little over five, maybe. Yeah, but uh, but I'll tell you this: I don't 
I think there's little re- replay. Oh, there's z- zero replay. Yeah, zero replay. Unless you want to switch characters, but... Yeah, but it's kind of... The whole thing replay. is that I see what you see, and you see what I see on the yeah. split screen. But how, Great game. How good but it is replay? So what is the value of replay nowadays anyway? Uh, it depends on the game type, yeah, right? There's some games that have... Like, grindy replay. games have a lot of replay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, heavy, heavy story games... Yeah. Um... You know, the replay starts to go down as you get more more story-based than uh, gameplay mechanic-based. That's for sure. Yeah, I tried I to pick up The Witcher 3 to replay it, and I didn't get too far because I literally did every quest in that game the first time I played it. Oh. And so I was like, oh, there's really nothing new for me to explore, and I enjoyed it. And I tried to play it again, and I'm just like, I just don't feel the challenging of well, it being new. You know. And that's not really like a speedrun game, too. Yeah, exactly. Right. So yeah. I played I played through Mass Effect, all the Mass Effects, like as a paragon. Oh, yeah. And then they let you take all your gear from playing all the way through. And oh, start yeah, over I played that one through one. twice. So then I would play through as a jerk, and I had all the muscle to back up my <laughs> jerkness. Nice. And somewhere along the way, somewhere about two-thirds <laughs> in the way of playing every single one of those as a jerk, I'm like, I just hate myself. Yeah. I just don't <laughs> like playing with me. I am a bad person. It's funny. You you come up to a guy and you're like, I remember you from last time, buddy. This is going to go different. Yeah, and there's like all these combat encounters that were like social encounters before because you make them all go south. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. You know what's funny about the Mass Effect games? When I played it. That's fantastic. Um, yeah. I was Way playing, out was uh, thumbs up. Was the second or the third uh, very one. Much I was playing the third it. one. I was talking to my buddy about, about it while we were playing. And he was great. like. Yeah, we got cool, to this cool. one part, and such and such, uh, the such and such uh, scientist helped me do this. And was like, "Oh yeah, he didn't help me." He's like, "What do you mean he didn't help you?" He's part of the game. I was like, uh, he died in the second version or the second uh, game." Oh, for, me. for in Mass Effect like, Wait, Three. Wait, what? I was like, "Yeah, I killed yeah, him off in the second like one." Like there were on all these little and I just decided not to right uh, reload the like, game. It would remember your. Oh, so yeah, that's right. That's it would right. remember really cool your choices. That where but, and like choices from the last game and yeah. screw you over. Yeah, which well, not necessarily screw you over because I mean there was always a way to push the plot forward, right? It yeah. just it's just yeah. on my tail uh, or journey, uh, it it pushed the plot forward in a different uh, way than on his. Yeah. So the story was a little different, but and that's where there was a lot of gripe on those games is the outcome was pretty much the same. Right. Yeah. The day. But, but it those was games immersive. Were about the journey. And that was immersive to have the game remember what you did like two years ago. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, well, and you remember the third, I think it was every game where you could answer some questions right. if you hadn't played it. So they did a yep. good job yeah. with that, I felt yeah. I felt like. But uh, that was a fun game. That's funny that you went back and played through as, a, as an angry an angry Dan. <laughs> angry Dan. <laughs> You're a jerk. I'm going to shoot you in the face. Every, count, every encounter is, how can I yeah. a-hole my way through this one? And I wouldn't have done it if I didn't have all the weapons and yeah. armor that I needed to like yeah, exactly. back up every it's like single fight. Talia's flirting with you, and you're like, "Get away from me!" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't. We're not the same kind. What are you thinking? So Boy, dumb. that Shepherd guy's a real jerk. <laughs> yeah, this guy saved the freaking universe. Really, him? Why? Yeah. Hey, they're That's making great. a new one. Uh, yeah. I I never played the fourth one because everybody said it was hot. Don't garbage. play it. I didn't even finish it. It's it it's uh if you like doing fun things like accounting <laughs> and <laughs> like call them accounting. Like, yes. I mean it's like it, if you it's like not, I mean it's not really yeah. accounting, but it's it's akin to that. It is like the 
it's like going grocery shopping and you're not really doing that but like that's the kind of task that you're set to do where you're like all right i guess i gotta go on this planet and pick (laughs) 10 plants yeah if you like infiltrating if you like infiltrating the exact same building just from different sides (laughs) (laughs) exactly yeah this map looks familiar and then and then when you finish it you're like is this done like i don't feel like anything happened yeah, I, I didn't you even know? get that far. I didn't finish yeah. it, hey, which was sad because I was such a fan. But no it's all well, about no, the I mean, writing, like writing, infiltrating writing. the building. Like you would infiltrate the ba- building, and you're like, okay, I killed a bunch of robots, and you're like, like was I supposed to do something in here? Or oh uh, yeah, like yeah. what's the point? Oh, like there's a piece of fruit on the table I can take. <laughs> and then yeah, and then the worst part was that you would infiltrate that building, spend all that time going through there, clear everything out, and you come back out. You turn in some quests and like, now we want you to go infiltrate that building and get the thing that you couldn't get when you were, <laughs> right. you know, because like, it wasn't buddy, highlighted. I'm pretty sure there's nothing in that building. Yeah. I was just there. Like, well, no, you need to, you need to get the energy ball that you couldn't get because right. you didn't have this quest. Yeah. And you're like, I hate you so much. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, it was flashbacks to like Majora's Mask on yeah. uh, Nintendo 64. You need to get, uh, you need to get uh, 10 wands, but to get 10 wands, you have to go talk to the toad. I'll give you 10 wands if you give me 10 lily pads. Well, yeah. I'll give you 10 <laughs> lily pads if you give me, and it's like, I'm done. And I turned the cartridge off and threw it away. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're doing war stories. Okay. We're doing okay. video game war stories. Fantasy Star 1 for the Sega Master oh. System. This back in the 80s, late 80s, was a $75 cartridge because it had a memory chip inside. You could save your game, right? And um, we, um, my brother and I got it for Christmas and we were sharing the same character and we were grinding out. We were just at such high levels because we couldn't get any further in the game. We didn't know we had to go to one store and keep asking the storekeeper three times to, for the storekeeper to change his menu. Oh. So they th- that was supposed to happen at like level 10 and we were like at level 50. <laughs> because we were just wandering down around the forest killing random spiders Uh, and accumulating xp wondering how to move the game forward (laughs) that's fantastic so if we were if we were smart we would have thrown the game cartridge away but it was almost as much as the system itself was that cartridge so we were we were we were deep into it so that that's that was back that was the competitor to zelda one for anybody who uh was is playing the home game was that one of the fantasy star games was one of the first games to play online there was a modem adapter you could buy for it was it that one no this was like three or four episodes earlier two or three earlier than that this was yeah sorry i'm i'm getting out my old man video game cred here but sure no worries that that you mentioned that you're (laughs) Just like, this yeah. it's like you, yeah. you didn't you didn't do the questing right and so you just keep failing and it's like oh i remember that i remember not being annoyed at the store i'd go to the store and see what they wanted and then leave like a normal person yeah sorry i'll stop yeah well right. now, nowadays you just push a button and there's a glowy line that will show you exactly yeah. where you yeah. need to go and what to do <laughs> yeah and you're like oh if i could only have oh. this in my own life and when you get to the end it says uh please leave us a rating on the app store Right? <laughs> exactly you love this game right yeah. well s- since i've got the microphone i'll talk my geek week 
So X-Wing First Edition came out in 2012, which doesn't feel like that long ago for me for some reason, even though that was like nine years ago. Man, that's crazy. It was, wasn't it? And so Second Edition came out in 2018, um, and I bought into it and upgraded almost everything. There's a few planes I haven't upgraded, um, but I'm not in too big of a hurry. But I kept all my First Edition cards and tokens and play um, uh, play tokens. There's a little piece of cardboard you put on the plastic base that helps you measure your firing arcs and stuff like that. And I held on to every last bit of it until about two days ago. I was cleaning up, I was trying to organize my game room slash office, and I just started throwing away handfuls of X-Wing stuff. I held on to wow. a little bit of it. I held on to some cards for the art value, and I went online and saw this guy who may, you know, who shows you how to turn your like old magic, the gathering cards into like wood based pogs for, you know, tokens for games and stuff like that. So I held on to, I held on to about a 10th of all of the just pure cardboard bulk I had, but I purged and I've got it all in second edition now. And I, since second edition came out in 2018, I really only played first edition at one tournament because that had the epic rule for the large ship rules. Yeah. It took them a long time to come out with large ship rules for second edition. So it was bittersweet. I had a garbage bag full of Star Wars cards and tokens and things and uh, dials, cardboard dials. You would so assemble the dials all, and the whole This thing. is all your first edition stuff? Like you've got the second edition, right? Yeah, so it, they okay. came out with these conversion kits. Yeah. yeah so yeah, you yeah. held on to all your models and the pl- and some of the plastic that helps the model stand up, but they swapped out all the cardboard and the cards for second edition. And I asked myself, when really am I ever going to play first edition ever again before I die? And sometimes the answer is no, people. And you just have the garbage can is your friend. Don't hold on to it. The universe is not waiting for you to save things and, you know, discover your archive. And the world will not bask in the light of the things that you held on to. So, you know, for instance, I had a collection of comic books. I had looked at them. I read them when I first received them. Some of them were gifts. And then I tried to sell them online. I tried to sell them online. I tried to sell them in person. I couldn't sell them either way. I took them out of the card backings and I handed them to my eight-year-old. I handed him a stack of comic books and said, these are cool. You should read these for fun. Yeah. So, And And you're like, well, wait, maybe not that one. You no, know, every single and, and one. Maybe not that, maybe not yeah. that one. Maybe not that one, yeah. <laughs> Some things you hold on to, you got to know why you hold on to people. It's okay to purge. Gaming and hoarding go together like peas and carrots. Sometimes <laughs> right. you just have to you have to purge. But speaking of things, that you, you, of hoarding, um, so I've been talking about those Hercules church chairs on the podcast. And so I ordered them, and they took a little while to show up, even though it was free shipping on Amazon. But Amazon made a mistake Dun, dun, dun. And they shipped, I only ordered four chairs because I didn't think eight would fit around the table. And I was absolutely right. You want to know why? Because they shipped me eight chairs for the price of four. This is crazy. Did, did you call Amazon? Why would I? It's their I mistake. Know. It's They won't want them <laughs> back. These were no, in huge. No, they won't. They won't. They were in, you know, five foot tall cardboard boxes. I had three of them lined up on my porch. That's crazy. And three for eight chairs, huh? How do you accidentally screw that one up? Well, I'll tell you, between the two orders, I ordered the ones with the baskets, right? So half of the chairs had the wrong size basket, and half of the chairs had no screws for assembly. So I had to like schlep down to Home Depot and drop five whole dollars on screws to assemble. 
Oh my god! The inconvenience. Well, yes. yeah, well, I should yeah. have called Amazon and said, "You didn't give me enough screws for the free chairs." You sent me these free chairs. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you gave me the wrong size baskets. Right now, two of those baskets are holding the tarp down on my wood pile in my backyard. I'm not even joking. <laughs> I'm not even joking. So, long story short, now I have. So there were these really now they're they're comfortable they're comfortable for gaming they're more comfortable than the ballroom chairs I think that we yeah. usually played with at at cons right was particularly mm-hmm. Gen yeah. Con but you know they're not like uh, you know it's not like an office chair where you'd want to sit there for you know four or five hours and get work done but they are very nice and my wife came down here to talk to me as we were trying to start the podcast and she's like oh these are kind of comfortable and she wouldn't leave nice. <laughs> <laughs> <So, laughs> Well, pass the test. My wife will sit at the game table. She's yeah, like, right? we have all these church chairs now. We should start. I'm like, careful. She's like, we, <laughs> yeah. we, should, we could line these up and and have a ha, start a Christian fellowship. Yes, we could. That's right. I thought you were gonna say we could start our own church. Our own church. Yeah, I, that kind of. Oh, I just said that with Christian fellowship. Yeah. yeah. Because they have this. They have the places on the back for like pamphlets and stuff like nice. that. It's Perfect. awesome. Put a hymnal. Yeah. Him, yeah, they're 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 great, and I think for gaming they'll be amazing because they'll be like, oh, I've got some papers, I have no. Place could you put, put like them. a player's handbook in them? You totally Ooh. could. Nice. And half the chairs have baskets. There's room enough for a thick 300-page color uh, book underneath every uh, four of the eight chairs. So I just need gamers to come during COVID to come play, and that's I'm kind of that's the problem is COVID. Yeah, um, it's like you're so. you know you got to figure out what your circle is. You know, yeah. a circle of trust. Really what it is, you got to find out the circle of the people who are, are willing to leave their house during COVID. Yeah. I've already had For one that. player, yeah. one player who's like, hey, as soon as I get, as soon as I get the vaccine, I'll be over there. But I'm not going yeah. over before, which is totally fine. Everybody's got their comfort levels. Um, yep, yeah. absolutely. Uh, my last thing is I finished uh, Hardcore History for people who – it's a nice. really good podcast. This guy, Dan Harlan, has been doing this podcast for a lot of years. He puts out one episode – like he puts out like three episodes a year, and they're like four and a half hours long. Wow. Right. Um, they're long. I was looking at them the other day. And a lot of them are, like, you have to go to his website and order them. The old ones, yeah. Old yeah. Ones. He, he's trying to monetize. The last, since two, throughout, everything he's done since 2015 is all free. So okay. I went and downloaded all five episodes of his World War One series just because I listened to it when it first came out. But I didn't listen to it back to back to back. So I plowed through, you know, four hours times five of World War One, And people... Horrors of World War One pale oh. in comparison to anything, any horror that that Hollywood has. I'm telling you, <laughs> bad thing. Humans did bad things to each other in World War One. Listen, so. there was a, and and I, I'm sure he exploit. He he finds those great stories to tell too. Yeah. Um. But uh, there's a there's a YouTube channel that I've been working through, called the Great War, and mm. they would take the event. It started in um 2014. Mm-hmm. And it started like um, you know before uh, the kickoff of uh, World War One, and they each week they would recap what happened in that week 100 years earlier. Yeah. yeah so they come out with a weekly episode, right? And they did it for four straight years, and they continued because not many people know this. World War One continued after the armistice. Yeah. It just devolved into civil wars yeah. and territory wars and local wars, much like the. Um, uh, World War Two didn't stop with the surrender. Like, there's a lot of right. like uh, local va- power vacuums that created wars all over the place, 
And um, anyway, the uh, uh, the this YouTube channel was great. It was great for that. So if you, that want, if you want, if you want some more, and they had like they have great pictures. The guy, the narrator is fantastic. So mm. and they're all the episodes are all about like fifteen minutes. That's good. That's good. Yeah. I, I love those when they do the exact this week one hundred years ago. Yeah, it's yeah, great. And cool. I mean, you got to know like amazing generals in this because you don't think it too much about like um like tactics and things like that because we're yeah. used to our our concept of World War One is the Western Front, which was yeah. basically a stalemate. Mm-hmm. But in the Eastern Front, you had some pretty crazy battles that went down oh, yeah. um, with like von Mackensen, the the German general. Mm-hmm. That dude was like rommel but in world war one you know yeah. like he was amazing so. they didn't have the luxury of like going coast to coast on trenches because you would just go around the trench <laughs> just go a little right. further north a little further yeah. south yeah and the terrain yeah. really didn't like help too much because either yeah. you were on the steps or you were in the mountains and it was very difficult you know i think so. i think though as far as like the we know nuclear war is a horrible, horrible thing, right? It is It yeah. is on the upper echelon of human cruel, cruelty. But if you really get into the things that human beings did to each other in the name of war and World War One, you know, with gas, with, oh my with, gosh. with the, you know, the most artillery shots ever fought, ever fired in a single minute or a single hour or a single battle. You added um, that up and you're like, how? It's really, it's really, wow. it's really shocking. And I think we keep forgetting about that war because it wasn't as clear of a good guy, bad guy thing as World War II. And we kind of live in a post-World War II world. Well, but there's the, also, a lot the other to thing learn. is we were only, the U.S. was only affected by World War One for one year. Exactly. Unlike you know? Europe that had started in 1919. And we came in at yeah. the last minute like a bunch of cowboys. And it yep. was, there's, anyway, if you want to dig deep and really understand the mechanics of how you know the assassination of you know a prince Duke Ferdinand Duke, yeah. you know of you know by Princep how how all the dominoes tumbled all the way into the end of you know you get into Bolshevism in the beginning of the rise of the Soviets Very cool. it's a lot of hours but it's good storytelling and he's an amazing amazing storyteller yeah. it's really engaging stuff so I, I heard I, one of his um, that was about like the Russian boneyard mm. outside of um of uh it's not leningrad anymore Uh, or not stalingrad anymore i is i can't remember what the city is called now but anyway outside stalingrad it's like literally like there's these fields of bones that are just out there where like hundreds of thousands of guys died and they never buried them and the bones are still out there you know and um basically it was like these world war ii battles outside of stalingrad yeah, and uh, so I mean, he, his whole podcast was like all about you know like the Nazis and Soviets and stuff like that, and it was great. It was a fantastic episode. Yeah. So yeah, it, there, there's a there's a lot to learn that will kind of expand not just your gaming mind but your history mind. Anyway, speaking of mind expanding things, I got a couple of quick items of news. Sorry, that was Star Wars at the end. Oh man. A little bit of Star Wars. I can't do an original melody to save my life. <laughs> All right, Steven, Steve Jackson Games put out a call for video game developers to revive Auto Duel, the classic video game based on their tabletop car wars. 
And by classic, I mean as the original 1985 version was produced by Origin Systems creators of the Ultima game series for the Commodore 64, Apple II, and MS-DOS. Steve Jackson Games has stated their their intention that this new version will be the same as the original with the same graphics and gameplay with only the updates to get the game to function on modern PC and Mac systems. Nice. <laughs> Let's go in. There's no school like the old school. That's right. Yeah. Um, so if you're interested in the in the uh, the if you're interested to, in games that were compatible with Commodore 64, this is dude. Uh, I, I sunk so many hours of my life on Commodore 128 just waiting for games to load. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our second and final news item, Catalyst Game Labs announced a new Shadowrun 6 edition sourcebook, Collapsing Now. The description calls the book a runner resource book, but don't expect a lot of new options for players here. This book contains 10 different groups of NPC runners and different encounters with each for the player team to interact with, either as allies or enemies and possibly both. You'll also get guidelines to adjust the group so that they can fit into any campaign level from a gritty street level campaign to globetrotting prime runners. The book is scheduled for a Q1 2021 physical release with a retail price of $44.99 and is available now in PDF on DriveThruRPG for $19.99. DriveThruRPG is killing it, by the way. I know. In this golden age of RPG. Like... What forethought that those guys had, like, hey, we'll just put PDFs here. And I'm sure, like, a lot of people scoffed at that Yeah. back in the day, you know? But, man, like, I love going there and being like, ooh, check out this cool PDF. Yeah. Well, it's, it, it's it, it works because the price is right, too. They're not, exactly. like, charging stupid amounts of money for these things. And, you know, it takes away the whole shipping problem, the whole ink yep. on dead trees and put inside of envelopes or boxes mailed around the planet's problem with RPGs, which is where the, the funding model breaks down real fast. The other, yeah, that is very true. And the other thing that I like about it is that like I as the DM can get a PDF and I can share it with my players, like during a character creation or something like that. And like, they don't have to go out and buy a copy themselves and we don't have to pass around a book so that only one guy is creating a character at one time. Like everybody can use it and you know, avail themselves of it. So um, I like being able to share that. Now, you know, I'm not about pirating. I don't think you should pirate things. Yeah, and that's not within what that fair is. use. It's, or within, I mean, within the yeah. rights of the PDF. Some PDFs, right. I'm sure, have probably a no-share thing on them. And if that's yeah. the case, don't share them. But Yeah, um, but, you know, I, I look at it as akin to saying, like, oh, yeah, you need my book to help create your character. Here's my book. It's the same as, like, here's my PDF, right? Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I I've been watching Drive Through RPG since it kicked out kicked off uh, way over ten years ago, and it's it's just grown, which has been really really gratifying. So if you're interested in Shadowrun Sixth World Edition Sourcebook, check it out. Now we will move on to our main topic 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 topic. Nice. Which is let's do it. Which is which is what? Huh? Hello. Ah. Our main topic of the day. <laughs> I thought you guys were going to say it. Our main yeah, topic yeah. of the day is to roll up our very own Shout of the Demon Lord characters. Uh, we talked in a previous podcast about how much we love Shout of the Demon Lord. Uh, we talk about, you know, uh, 
Rob Schwab and this system and how easy and simple it is. Uh, Jason and I used to have a podcast called Blood and Steel that uh, we talked about a lot of, you know, everything Shadow of the Demon Lord. And one of the episodes that we had, we rolled up a pair of orcs, um, glass liquor and... Well, goblins. No, they were orcs. They were orcs. Were they orcs? You sure? Yeah. Yeah. We rolled up things. Yes. (laughs) But my guy was called glass liquor. (laughs) In Tolkien, uh, both are the same thing. Hellhorn. Hellhorn. That's right. And, man, we had a great time doing it. So we thought we would recreate some of that magic. And we would uh, roll up some characters today. We're not going to roll up the same character or uh, same uh, same ancestries because that's what they call races in Shadow of the Demon Lord is ancestries. Yep. Uh, we all chose our own. So uh, Jason will be rolling up a changeling. Dan will be rolling up a halfling. And I will be rolling up a dwarf. So we all have shorty shorts. Shorty guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and what's great and what's great about the Shadow of the Demon Lord system is when you play the game, everyone starts the game as level zero. You you roll your ancestry up, yep, and then you play the first adventure. Yep. So it gives you an opportunity to say, What happened in that first adventure? How did it go? What did I do? What did I favor? And then based on if you survived the first adventure, then you can choose what your path is. Yeah. And so I really like that because it gives you an opportunity to add some flavor, some story, create the story flavor with your party group before you pick, like, I'm going to be a, a cleric or, you know, a rogue. Yeah. Something like that. It was yeah. Cool. And uh, what's nice is that those, uh, those, uh, what, what do they call them? They're not classes. They are uh, the paths, right? Uh, professions. Right? Oh, yeah. There's no. Profe- well, there's paths and professions. Paths. So paths. paths and professions. Yeah. Yep. So they're, they're, um, they're paths. Uh, what's nice is the paths are kind of like uh, it doesn't matter. Like you don't have to be like a crazy magic wielder yeah. to be able to, right. you know, be a wizard or something like that. I mean, it helps if you have high intelligence or something, but you could still do it. Yeah, you know, you could still it's do very, it if you want to. So, very accessible. Yeah, and very um, uh, flexible, agile. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay, so one other thing that I want to say before we start getting into this is that I am using a supplement. uh, It's called for Golden Glory, and it is a supplement specifically dedicated to dwarves. I believe, Dan, you are using Uncommon Courage, which which is a supplement solely dedicated to halflings. And Jason, are you using a supplement? I am using the core rulebook. The core rulebook, okay. One of the things, uh, so there's some great lore in there about each of the ancestries here, but uh, one of the things I do love that Rob Schwab has done is he has taken each of those ancestries and he has expanded upon them in their own supplement. I think these supplements cost me like a dollar, maybe a dollar fifty. Right, it was not expensive for these dollars. They're about five pages long, and they dive. They go. They go really deep into like what what is this ancestry? What are the quirks about them? Like what are the uh, what are the cool things? What are the not cool things? Like you know, it really dives into. Uh, if you're playing this character, here's everything you need to know. And you know what the best part about it is? If you don't want to get into that, you don't have to have it. It's just it's all flavor for the game. Right, but it's great flavor. I mean, there's there's some great stuff. Uh, the orc supplement had this whole thing about how um, the orcs were um, basically um, converted Viking guys, you know, and uh, by dark magic turned into orcs, and they were promised at the end of their service to the empire that they could go live and work on a farm, and that's what they worked for their entire lives. 
and they would get to the farm, and then they'd kill him. Oh. They bought the farm at womp, the farm. Womp. Yeah, and that was kind of the inside joke, like not the inside joke, but like the you know unspoken truth about it. And uh, you know, it was uh, it was always kind of fun. I think we played it with uh, one of our friends' characters that he ended up finding out about that there was no farm. <laughs> and uh <laughs> you know he's like uh, you're going to the island yeah exactly so anyway it's great but um there's other stuff in here like i'm just going to give a quick example uh for the dwarves you have this optional rule called gold lust and uh it says gold lust if you can see an object worth one gold coin or more you become impaired until you take the object <laughs> at the end of each minute roll a d6 a roll of five or higher ends the madness Right. And so um, you can have that short term or long term. Um, And that is an optional madness rule um, that you can if you kind of lose your mind. So you do that instead of rolling on the um, on the normal D20 chart. So somebody's been watching the Hobbit movies. I know. It's great. It's great. There's there's a whole bunch of like, you know, tongue in cheek Hobbit references in here. You know, there's like a. Um, exiles and lost lands and, you know, kingdoms lost and all that stuff. So. Isn't it kind of like one of the pre, one of the concepts of shadow, shadow of the demon Lord was what would be if Sauron won? What would the, what would the world be like if, if yeah, Sauron, a little bit. sorry, Sauron. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, yep. let's get into this. Who's, how are we going to do this? Is one person going right. to do a, a whole character or are we going to do the parts of character creation together? What do we? How do um, we do it? I said I think we should do it all together, and then yeah. we'll just kind of talk about it as Sweet. we go along. So, yeah. So the first thing that we got to do, we've already chosen our ancestries, obviously, but now we need to create our dwarf, which is um, uh, we're going to roll for our attribute scores. So you should see under the create a um, you know creating a dwarf or halfling option. Um, says roll some roll some stuff. Do you see that? Probably a little ways down. Yeah, in the core rule book, um, they just give you starting attribute scores. So, for example, for a changeling, the oh, strength, they have a strength of nine, agility of ten, intellect of ten, and a will of ten. Oh, interesting. Okay, okay. So most of the time, these are all. Um, well, it's got strength. Uh, so with the dwarves, it's strength eight plus one d three, agility seven plus one d three, intellect yeah, so eight get a plus little, one d three. I think that um, isn't that always how it is with the dwarves. I think that was what was special about the dwarves is that theirs were. Um, uh, nope, nope. You're right. This, yes, that's just from the supplement you got. I think what um, would be what's where it's going to get interesting because the rest of this is. Initially, this is just going to be mechanics. Where it's going to get interesting is when we start getting to the character creation tables. Yes. Yep. Yep. Which is like next. Yeah. So, so okay. I have a choice between rolling um, a D3 against uh-huh. each one of these, or I can just take the standard attribute scores. Nice. Okay. So what are you in the going interest to do? of time, I'm going to take the, stan- the standard attribute scores of strength 9, agility 11, intellect 10, and will 11. Nice. So my D three roll sucked. I got a one, 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 and a two. See, that's why I took the standard one. Yeah, I mean, but you know what? I like rolling like this because if I'm terrible, then I'm terrible. It's part of the fun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, 
Yeah, so what do, what do you want to do next? Do you want to go okay. jump tables or what? Uh, yeah. Um, definitely. So I've got, uh, yep. Yeah, let's roll into the tables. Let's let's create the personalities here. Yeah. So, uh, Dan, you've got some specialized halfling development tables, I believe, in your thing. Should I begin with ancestors or should I go to family tables? Uh, let's go ancestors first. All right, ancestors for one hundred, Alex. Yeah. I rolled a three d six. I came up with a nine. Your ancestors were ordinary and unexcept unexceptional people. Woohoo! <laughs> nice. Yes. Womp womp. All right, I rolled on mine. My ancestors toiled in the mines, extracting precious stones and metals from the depths. That's weird for a dwarf. Very weird. So this is where it gets interesting with changelings, because the background of changelings are fairy in this universe are not super nice. And fairy actually steal children, little children. And when they steal them, they replace them with these little conjured changeling things. Yeah, they're so fantastic. the parents don't know. They never so, know. Yeah, they never know. That's they horrible. never know. Yeah. Yeah. And, so, um, and the babies are held like in captivity in like Feyland. Yeah. It's wonderful. Um, have you? Did you guys ever see the um, the Trolls series? Um, it was like the animated thing that was on Netflix. Yes. Uh huh. I, I watched a couple. They had the same episodes, thing. Yeah. They had the yeah. same thing in there. There was like the little changeling baby. Yeah. And they stole the baby and took him to the troll land. It just reminds yep. me of of Willow. I got the baby. I got, <laughs> I got the baby. baby. Yeah. yeah. Or so the uh, or Labyrinth with the Goblin King. Yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. thank you, Anyways, David Bowie. So, in, right, in my ancestry table, I roll and it tells me my apparent Wait, ancestry. Wait, time out, time out. Sorry, I have to say this. Um, <laughs> there is a Goblin King in Shadow of the Demon Lord, and his name is David Bowie. That's right. <laughs> I'm <wonderful>. dead serious. <laughs> does he have a blonde <laughs> Tina Turner wig? I'm pretty sure he does. Yes. Like, David Bowie. Yes. David yeah. Bowie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> love it. Sorry, I had to, I had to yeah. sidetrack because thank we you, Schwab, for bringing smiles to our faces. <laughs> uh, anyway, so my ancestry is actually just what you think my ancestry is. So when I roll mine, oh. it says you appear to be a human. Now, what's interesting is I now go to the human ancestry entry to determine my age, my build, and my appearances. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, so okay. I, I switch over to uh, different different tables to do all the rest of the stuff. Awesome. All right, uh, let's uh, move on down. Uh, family circumstances. Oh, wait, so, uh, yeah, okay, family circumstances. Do you have that? I do. All right, I go do. for it. Uh, I rolled a 14 for family circumstances. Your family lived comfortably. Yeah, because I'm a halfling. Add one to your childhood roll to determine your family's profession. Oh, roll very nice. on the common... Military, religious, or wilderness professions tables. Okay, okay. So I get I think to those add are in one. the core rule book. And uh, I will post that in there for you too. Well, if could I just roll it and could you just tell me what it is? Oh, yeah. Uh, I think, uh, Jason, do you have the core book up? Yeah, what are you looking for? Sorry. Uh, Military and I other profession tables. I think he is a... Oh. I'm going to make We'll him get there. We'll, just, we'll get there. I think that's uh, later. Well, we get there later. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. Yes. All right. What else? Because there's a lot of tables. Uh, Jason, did you... Oh, sorry. My family circumstances, they they were just getting by. <laughs> <laughs> that's all it says. Yeah, we were just getting by. 
All right, Jason, what's, what are you at? Um, okay, so I have to jump to the human table now. Yeah. Um, and I don't – oh, um, let's see here. So, yeah, I, the, the core rule book does not have a family circumstance. Oh, interesting. Okay. Inside it, yeah. But they uh, – Family the relations? So we'll jump to it. Uh, nope. No, the whole family thing, I think, was part of the supplements. Okay. Okay. Cool. So, family relations. Uh, Dan, what did you have? Family relations. Um, that's a 3D6. Yep, they're all 3D6. It, and that is a 9. Neutral or no relationship. I keep rolling these 9s on this die roller. I've gotten so many 9s, I want to re-roll this. <laughs> I want you something can. spicier. It, I'm not saying you can't. 8. I d- dislike dislike oh man you lived a life of comfort but man it kind of sucks. i need something more interesting than nothing so i neither liked nor disliked my family they were just kind of there and i had apparently one sibling huh okay cool. yeah uh all right okay uh what about your uh what about your sibling do you have any siblings Dan. Who are you talking to? Oh, me? Yeah. Uh, 3D6. I rolled a 7 on this t- table. That They are dead. <laughs> yes. Well, that's easy. <laughs> uh, well, my dead. sibling was older. I had an older sibling. Uh, who was... Uh, let's see. We're going to find out what happened to him. My sibling... I have no idea what happened to my family or siblings. So- They're... Yeah. Going back to the relationships thing, like yeah. what is my relationship to my family? If I rolled an 18, it says intense love, comma, possibly romantic love. Oh, so oh boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Thanks, Rob. Thanks, Rob. Thanks, Rob. Oh, oh you got the Targaryen uh, halflings Just over a here. Little, a little bit of incest in the RPG. <laughs> Is that why your sibling's dead? <laughs> no, dead? I didn't roll that, but I'm glad I didn't roll that. Oh my gosh! Patient oh, that's Dr. so Freud. good. That's so good. Well, actually, uh, because they're dead, you get a roll on the cause of oh, death. Oh, cause of table. death. Sweet. Yeah, let's find out how they died. Uh, let's see. A number ten for them is natural causes or disease. Lame. Um, See, I keep getting – all right, I'll stop complaining. All right, now <laughs> I hate people who complain about uh, digital dice rollers. Uh-uh, Mike, sorry. Yeah, right. I'm just kidding. Yeah. yeah, he was playing with me the other day complaining about it, and I kid you not, he rolled not under an 18 our entire session. <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's move down. And I think this is where Jason's going to come in more because we've got, like, um, appearance tables. So age, build, appearance, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how old are you, Jason? How old are you? Let's find out my... Well, first of all, let's find out my oh, yeah. parent age. Oh, yeah. Good call. We'll see how this works. Um, all right. Here we go. Uh, that's going to be 8, 9, 10. I am a young adult, 18 to 35 years old. Now let's find out what my true age is. My true age is a middle-aged adult. So about the same. I am okay. a young adult. I am middle-aged, 36 to 55. Why am I playing a role-playing game? 
Uh, I'm an adult, 51 to 75 years old, and I get a roll on the childhood table and four times on the life experience table. So I get to roll extra for my life. I get to do that too. Nice. I roll nice. once on childhood? This game's... Okay. Oh, I'm sorry, you go ahead. I didn't mean to talk over you. Oh, no, no. I'm just saying that's cool. Uh, What's next for you? Build? That is next for me. Oh wait, Jason. Oh, you said you said how old were you again? Uh, I'm about middle age. Okay. I I look like I'm a young adult, but I'm really middle age. Gotcha. All right. Well, I'm actually Which is tall. Around twenty. Uh, for for a dwarf, um, I increased my height by two d six inches and my weight by two pounds per inch. Okay. Wow, I want some details there. I know. All right, I'm gonna do my build. Yep. 14. You are heavy. Increase your weight by 66 pounds. True. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, that's a lot for a hobbit. All or kinds a, of uh, love. <laughs> you're a beefy one. Well, <laughs> every... you're like uh, you're like uh, uh, burgle cut. Burgle and, cut. Uh, <laughs> Willow. Willow. It's like every time I raid the fridge for cheese after 11 o'clock at night, I go, well, Bilbo would do this. <laughs> this is my hobbit genes coming through. <laughs> oh, fantastic. All right, Jason, how tall are you? Uh, I My build is I am slender. Ooh. You are slender. So that uh, there you go. I'm a young, middle-aged, slender human. <laughs> Very good. I went ahead and did my gender. I'm female, too. Oh, okay. I'm a young, middle-aged, female, slender human, supposedly. Oh, okay. But you're a changeling, so can you get short and fat for me? I could probably get, <laughs> I could probably get male for you, too, if you want that. <laughs> we won't talk about the boys. Okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, so my appearance, I just rolled for that. And um, it says you have an unusual physical quality that others find off-putting. So I'm going to say that I have a large, bulbous nose. Oh, got it. Pudding. Yeah. Like a honker. I got a real honker. All right, let me roll for my appearance, too. Well, that roll of the dice added 24 pounds to my waistline, so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right that's fantastic so do i do uh what, what are we on now appearance appearance yep all right i gotta get rid of some dice here Ooh, hot this is rolling out well for me i'm a middle-aged young adult slender human female that have a i have a physical quality that makes you attractive to others i got the same thing i'm physically Did attractive you? to wow others. wow meanwhile the dwarf has a physical quality that now i find <laughs> off-putting why now are I've you gotta, on our team i've got to pick it Let's see. I'm going to say I have good hips. Nice. Childbearing hips. Childbearing hips. I think I need to change my strength skill and be muscular heavy. Sorry, characteristic. (laughs) Or attribute, whatever. All right. I don't know if you guys have this, but I have a facial hair roll. (laughs) That makes sense for a dwarf. Yeah. And I have a beard of average length and appearance. Do you have distinctive mannerisms? 
Uh, no. I'm going to do distinctive mannerisms while you do your beard. Three. Feel driven to touch things to make sure they're real. <laughs> That's so great. I love it. <laughs> oh, like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Starts touching your, your crotch like a dog. <laughs> Are you real? Is that real? That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, do you have any extra ones, Jason? Um, person. We talking personality? Yeah. All right, here I got personality. Let's see. Nine on the personality. You take on other forms for profit. Like I said, I can nice. Go yeah, yeah. We nice. saw that coming a mile Usually away. Usually to gain access to places normally forbidden to you. Oh my gosh! Ooh. Interesting. Interesting. All right, so hey, this, I'm uh, just telling the story. Yeah. The dice, the dice are telling me, man. That's right. That's, that's right. right. All right, so uh, we're, I'm going to roll on some back table, uh, background tables now. Do you guys have anything else uh, other than uh, um, any other like quirks, uh, appearance? Do you have, do you I don't have, have a any quirk? quirk? No. I really wish right. I would have rolled twenty. Enjoy telling filthy jokes. Wouldn't that be great in a game oh, to yeah. just have a really good Absolutely. excuse to be? Sorry, <laughs> I'm just playing my character. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of those same kind of characters there, don't you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I swear I rolled a random on the table. I was just telling what the dice were telling. I just, me. I, I just want to know how your character knows all these jokes. Oh, this one's a d twenty roll. <laughs> let me find my. Let me get my d twenty out. All right, here we go. Here's my quirk. Ooh, I got a nineteen. It's gonna be good. You laugh. You laugh at inappropriate times. <laughs> That, Given what my profession seems to be, that's not going to work well during your whoring. You know, oh, that's so great. <laughs> you're not supposed to laugh at inappropriate times. Wait, 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 wait! What's so funny? What's so funny? Why is that funny? That's fantastic. Hey, I'm trying. I'm working hard here. Why is that funny? All right. So good. So good. All right. Let's do some childhood rolls. I'm going to do yes. mine. Got an 11. You were apprenticed to an artisan. You add an artisan to of your choice to your list of Oh, I got that one too. I'm are, gonna are we say, doing background? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to say, so there's, uh, you know, professions all like in the core book. But, oh, no, there's dwarf profession tables later on. That's cool. Okay, cool. Uh, let's see. Life experience. I get to roll on this four times. Oh, my gosh. I know, right? I think I have to do that, too, didn't I? Because I'm old? Yeah. Ugh. Let's see. All right, let's see. So I got a 14, 10, 11, 12. Um, okay. <clears throat> While you're doing that. Yeah. I'm going to roll on my background. I'm going to take two backgrounds, too, because of the human thing. So. Okay. First, I'm going to do the chain. No, let's do the human background first. All right, here we go. Five, you caught and recovered from a terrible disease. Ooh. Oh, okay. That's kind of that's kind of hardcore. 
Yeah. All right. Now let's um let's see. Now let's go to the changeling background. Let's see what the real background is here. Here we go. Seven. You have earned the enmity of a witch hunter. This foe hunts you and will try to kill you if your paths ever cross. That's what happens when you laugh at inappropriate times. <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing nice. at an inappropriate time. Yep. All right, what about you, uh, Dan? Did I you, got. Oh, you I, I, I rolled, you worked. If you don't have a profession yet, you gain a random profession. You spend time working in one of the, your professions. Add one to... Add one to your role of starting lifestyles. I got that twice. I also rolled one. I get to roll once on the minor windfall table and once on the major windfall table. Nice. So uh, I gotta go find the windfalls. Oh, I found them. Sweet. Yeah, they're, they're right there. I found them. Um, okay, and I have to do another roll real quick, and then I'll, I'll walk you through what I got. Oh, lame. Okay. All right. Um, all right. So I, uh, my life experience let me roll on the minor windfall table, and I'll talk about that in a minute. But toil, you were, you found work related to your profession, and I was going to say that I was like a, a, a smith, right? Like a blacksmith. Makes sense as a dwarf. Um, you gain nothing from this experience except for the satisfaction of a job well done and the pride you take for pleasing your ancestors. Well, that's nice. Um, I did find something interesting, so I get to gain one interesting thing. I have to look in the core rule book of what that is. Um, but um, also, somebody close to me died. It was my parents. My one of my parent, my, my my dad. My dad died of natural causes. So there's mm. that. Oh okay. man, so much yeah. tragedy. Um, I know. My minor windfall was you fell in love and got married. Work with your GM to detail your spouse. And you befriended wow. a, my major. You befriended, you befriended a dwarf who accompanies hey. you on your adventure and fights hey. to the death to protect you. Work I like out it. the details like of the relationship with the GM. Now we know why Ugly Nose is on our, uh, on our, uh, in our party. <laughs> that was, that's good stuff. It was meant to be. Thank that's you. That's right. Thank you, Google Dice Roller. <laughs> all right cool uh let's see any other i don't have to do a strange event all right so now i'm on the profession tables yeah i've, I've got i've got profession tables for me here i don't need the core book yeah very cool um so i roll a d6 for the profession table let's see what i really was Um, I am of the cr criminal profession. Oh, wow, that's kind of cool. Let's do this thing. And I ended up becoming a burglar or a forger. And I start with a set of lockpicks and a toolkit. Okay, that's cool. What about your professions? Uh, mine is religious, and I'm an anchorite, flagagant, flagellant, I don't know how to say that word, or fanatic. Nice. I think a fanatic sounds good. I feel fanatical today. So the next uh, next section is a bunch of equipment, which I don't think we really need to roll. So I, st I still have my professions. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, Jason. So uh, <clears throat> in the core rule book, you take two professions. Okay. Um, the first profession I got is criminal, and on the 
criminal table, I got gambler. Oh, wow. Nice. And, yep, so this is, uh, you know, maybe you can see this all tying together. The other profession I got was marshal. Okay. All and right. on the marshal table, I got, oh, boy. Oh, boy, this is getting, this is turning south. Torture. <laughs> oh, you know where that's going. Little S and M, huh? Yeah. Thanks, Woo. Rob Schwab. Yeah. So you want to? This is yeah. You know, go into a little gambling thing. You want to play a little game? Oh my gosh! Wow. So dark. Wow. Um, my, I'm a religious, but also I had to roll for my family, and my family's also religious. Nice. And the difference is they were number four, a keeper of a shrine. So I get to add that to my profession list. Uh, You know what? I'm going to do that. I'm going to add a human religion because my parents, thinking that I was their child, probably raised me. Yeah, that's a good thing. So let's do that. Yeah, let's do that. You were raised in the teachings of witchcraft. That would explain the witch going after me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. All ties together. Uh, do you guys have personality personality uh, tables? Yeah, that's um, I Is that did. the last one? Well, that was one I rolled where I usually I take on the forms of others for profit. Okay, okay, okay. Let's see what my personality table does. I uh, am dour and gruff. I am unpleasant in social situations. Mm. So, you know, there's that. My lifestyle, even with plus two, I'm just getting by. (laughs) Welcome to the club, buddy. Hey, we're in this together. That's right. Uh, The only thing, though, is that I only trust other dwarves. People of different ancestries have proven repeatedly they lack honor. Except me. Except you. Except you. I'm going to use a random halfling name generator table to come up with the name of this character. I like it. And it'll come up with six names. I promise to take the worst one. Rolling now. Uh, Beriver. Dandel. Lin Linhase, Barvon, Sankin, and Perry. <laughs> nice. I think Perry gets it. Perry, there you go. Perry the Halfling. <laughs> I like it. Uh, so I rolled on my desires and fears, and my desire is redemption, and my fear is shame. Wow, I've got a lot of stuff going on in my in my head. I need to see a. I probably need to see a therapist. It's probably not a common profession amongst dwarves. A therapist. So we skipped. Uh, yeah. Oh, so I got to do personalities and yeah, we're yeah. Not doing personal effects. A, nah. A, yeah, a brace of conies was one of the possible personal effects for a half lane. <laughs> by the way, my personality. Let's do this. I got to get rid of this plus two here. Uh, 3d6 personality 13 you're friendly and personable you find it easy to make friends well that's good because I'm dour and gruff yeah don't listen to my we we balance each other out don't listen to my manservant 
relationships 3d6 let's do some relationships I already have a spouse 12 you get along with other people you have some friends mm, not you have spicy. one friend one friend da, da, da. Da, da, da. oh we could we could have a sitcom that's right <laughs> like perfect strangers <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys done with your tables? I think so. I'm, I'm just finishing up my morality one, and uh, my religious and piety after that, and then I'm done. Um, so my morality, I do good, and or you do good, and you do what some might consider bad. What you do though is what you must in the name of preserving your honor and that of your ancestors, which kind of fits with the whole shame thing. Yeah, which is kind of nice. Yeah. So what I like about these tables is, um, A, they're easy to roll on, right? Like, we can create a character pretty quick, as we're showing you. And B, um, they all kind of fit together nicely. They start to tell a story, like, once you start to get a few things in there. Yeah, it, it makes it nice to be able to kind of, you can, you have, it forces you to find a way to tie them together. Which isn't hard to do most of the time, but uh, it gives you an opportunity to be a little creative. I mean, at yeah. the end here, you know, when you're done with your table, we'll I think what we'll do is we'll go down and just have everyone give a brief description of their character. Yeah. That they just created. Yes, indeed. All right, I think I'm. I think I'm good. I just need to. Um, oh, I hate goblins. I hate goblins so much. Goblin, goblin hater. Seriously. Yeah. Okay. Um, let me let me um, kind of arrange this. All right. While you're doing that, I'm going to talk okay. about mine. Yeah. Let's there hear you it. Go. Perry has nine strength, eleven agility, ten intellect, eleven will. My ancestors were un were ordinary and unaccept unexceptional. I live comfortably. My siblings are dead from national causes. I do dislike my family. I figured out why. I'll tell you why later. I'm a middle-aged adult. Um, I received an education. I can write in the common tongue. And I have the family profession, which is religion. I am heavy. Increased my weight by 24 pounds. Chunk of monk. Uh, I have a physical <laughs> quality that makes me attractive. That fat just turned into muscle. Bing! You feel driven to touch things to make sure they're real. Are those real? Let me touch Let me touch your guns. Are they real? You were apprenticed to an artisan. Add an artisan to your choice of list of professions. I, had, I didn't do that. Um, I worked hard a couple of times. I got a minor windfall. I fell in love. I got married. I have this dwarf who, who's my sidekick oh, wow. as my major sidekick. My profession is religious. I'm a, I'm a fanatic for fun. Uh, family, they were religious keepers of a shrine. My lifestyle, I'm just getting by. I'm friendly and personal, easy to make friends. I get along with people. I have some friends. I, um, <clears throat> I value comfort and I fear insecurity. I have no religious beliefs. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, nice. So I am a walking hypocrite. You're just, 
in it that for the money. So, so that's just in it for the money. That's why I dislike my family. They are actual <laughs> believers, and I am an atheist there pretending to be religious. There it is. And that's um, why you're just getting by. You're not really in. It. Yeah, I, I'm really bad at it. Apparently, <laughs> uh, you usually keep your word and break your promises only when you have to. You work to be a good person and try to do the right thing, except for when you're lying about faith. Uh, even if you sometimes fall short of your goal. Boom. That's Perry. <laughs> That's I funny. like Perry. I love I love the fact that he's an atheist and <laughs> yeah. I think that that would absolutely come up in the gameplay. <laughs> there there is no demon lord. <laughs> so, a demon lord amazing. that just walked by. It's it's not true. Don't believe it. Don't believe. Well, it. It's <laughs> mostly like there's a there's a church in this game called the Cult of the New God, right? And they're kind of like you know, they're kind of like the church that dominates everything. And I would just love the fact that you're just like, yeah, no, no, <laughs> no, nah. nope, no. nope. Astrid and her ilk. Nope, 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 nope. They do not. They do not exist. <laughs> so good. That'd be amazing. Yeah. So I'd, uh, love to are, hear your, I'd love to hear your sermons, too. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So uh, be good, um, you know, because that's what we should all be doing, regardless of what we believe. <laughs> And, uh, you know, there was a character on Battlestar Galactica when they introduced the guy who was from Quantum Leap. He was a priest consoling a guy. Oh, yeah. And then he, right. basically oh, yeah, yeah, during yeah, yeah. the conversation, it came out that the priest was an atheist, but he was also a Cylon. So spoiler. Yeah. yeah. There's, no, there's no spoilers 20 years later. Yeah. Right. You know, so, yeah, that was yeah. great. I was like, dude, this priest kind of sucks at his job. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so yes. come to find out he was a Cylon. Uh, all right, Jason, do you want to uh, go next or do you want me to go next? No, I'll go. I'll go. All yeah. right, let's so, do it. Uh, so I am a uh, middle-aged looking female. Um, I am slender. I have good hips um, that seem to attract people. Yeah. All right. Um, I, Just don't uh, touch her with a bar of iron. Nope. 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 You do that and she's all of a sudden <laughs> sticks in mud. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so uh, I have this weird quirk where i seem to laugh at inappropriate times my parents <laughs> raised me in the teachings of witchcraft which got me on a bad case of someone because i've got a witch hunter that's out to get me oh dear. Um, well they yeah. hate witches yeah they hate witches um let's see i uh i have um i am a i'm an exceptional gambler and i'm skilled in the art of a certain form of torture that is um helping me to get by I can take the form of whatever I need in order to make profit. Uh, I'm avoiding what I think my true profession is, and saying that on the right now. But I will say that I decided to change to name this changeling Velvet. Ooh. And I was gonna name her Cuffs, but <laughs> <laughs> Velvet Cuffs. I like it. Yeah. So, Bud Velvet. We're going to name her Velvet. you got to pay extra yeah, for the cuffs. She gets into a little bit of trouble. Yeah, she gets into a little bit of trouble. Oh, my. All right, so I have a dwarf. His name is Randolph. <laughs> Rand- <laughs> Rand- Randolph is... Randolph. Yeah, he's a, you know he's kind of your average dwarf, although he's uh, he's an adult, and but he's six inches taller than your average dwarf, so he's kind of tall. Uh, but he's got a huge schnoz. I mean, it's a real honker, <laughs> you know. Uh, you have which to try not to look at are it. You, are yeah. you like 
Yeah, like uh, Perry's constantly touching it. Like, <laughs> is that real? Wrong. I just can't Wrong. believe. It. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, is this real? Uh, <laughs> no, come on, come on, for real. And uh, yeah, so my nose is so big that it kind of, uh, for lack of a better word, dwarfs my beard. Uh, and, wow. Yeah, you see what I did there? Yeah. Dwarfs my facial hair and beard. It's it's average. Like dwarves right are well known for their giant schnozzes. The fact that yours yeah. is super schnoz is yes. way out there. Honking. Is it like, do you get all the ladies with that schnoz? <laughs> it's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of off-putting is what it's It's boot said. size, man. It's boot size, not yeah. schnoz size. Oh, okay. Yeah. Listen, my ancestors, they toiled. They toiled in the mines <laughs> so that I could have a good life. Um, so you could smell but, the roses. You know, yeah. But look, we and, and we were just getting by. Like, we weren't rich. We weren't poor. We were just getting by. And to be honest with you, I didn't I didn't like or dislike my family. I, I did have one sibling who was older. Uh, I have no idea what happened to my family. I do know that my dad died of natural causes. Black lung. <laughs> so <laughs> I think I'm getting the black lung, Papa. <laughs> uh, Sorry, but you know, I avoided right? toiling in the mine because I was an apprentice to an artisan and I did find work in my profession, which was a smithy. I was working at a smithy, which also had its own kind of black lungish properties there. But, you know, I worked day in, day out, and the only thing I got out of that was the satisfaction of a job well done and the pride I took from pleasing my ancestors. So, that's nice. Um, so, I got that going for me, which is nice. Um, uh, let's see. Because I didn't get anything working in the smithy all day, I took to the streets at nights, and I helped myself from other people. I was a burglar with my own set of lockpicks. Um, and Taylor, he picked the wrong house. <laughs> right. That's true. And it was mine. Uh, I'm normally dour and gruff, except for when I'm with uh, my little halfling buddy. Uh, I'm pretty unpleasant in social situations. And I, really, for the most part, I only trust other dwarves. Uh, you know, my little halfling buddy is the exception to the rule. Uh, I feel like I, what's motivating me is redemption, and what I fear the most is causing shame upon me and my family, even though I don't know where they are. Um, but really, mostly, you know, cause, bringing shame upon my little halfling buddy. Yeah, because so, you're indifferent to your family. Them. I'm yeah, your family. Who cares about that? I'm your family. Exactly. Well, exactly. and how's your halfling buddy ever going to measure up to the schnoz? <laughs> He's not. He's not. That's part of the problem. I keep look. You're taller than me. Yeah. I keep looking up into it, and it's not know, pretty. Right? Yeah. It's not a, not a pretty. When he's thing. not picking doors, he's picking his nose. Anyways. Can you get yeah. one of the little nose clipper things? Get the hair out of there. It's crazy. So I dwarf dwarf ladies, you're like yes, lady, right, ladies. That's a nine-inch schnoz. <laughs> That's right. You know what they say about men with big schnozzes, right? That's right, ladies. We get colds often. <laughs> right. That's uh, so I keep my I keep the letter of any agreement that I've ever had. So half of my pack is full of contracts and obligations. That's funny. That I have, and I will exploit any gap oh. I can find to my advantage. That'd be that's gonna make good role play. It it could make very great go, role play. Go into a town and like the the GM's not giving you any any lateral you could just say actually actually per the buy code of right the... yep <laughs> <laughs> yeah. let me just look in here oh i do have one i do have right? something for you yeah uh let's see i do i do good 
and sometimes I do things what might like other people might consider bad, like I don't know burglary, but whatever I do, I I uh what you do though is what you must. Oh, so what I do is what I must in the name of preserving my honor and that of my ancestors. So the burglary, even though some consider it bad, I need it to get by so that I can then like live up to my ancestors' legacy. Uh, Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I need it to like fund my adventures and things like that. Um, unfortunately for my atheist friend, I am a fanatic about my beliefs, and I condemn people <laughs> who do not believe as I do. So if we're walking down the, I have a feeling that this is like a buddy sitcom thing. Yeah. And we like are gonna argue like siblings or like fight like cats and dogs. What if what if I've lied? Down. What if I've lied to you and I'm pretending to be a zealot and you're following me? Like you're my one follower. Oh, fantastic! Like you're a congregation of one. You speak all the right religious notes because you grew up in that environment, but you yeah. believe it not, not one bit. And I, I'm just my only follower is you. <laughs> oh, I like this. Randall. I like this a lot. Randall. And I will do, I will do anything. I will protect you with my life. <laughs> oh, I like that. Oh, this was great, guys. You gotta have yeah. some writ between the two of you that's in your backpack. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We've, so, we've yeah, saved this all is this. Great. So if we get into Shadow and Demon the Lord campaign, we've got characters ready to go. Ready so, to go. Yep. I mean, so much uh, role play material behind. Yeah, that. yeah. And uh, listen, uh, character creation, in my opinion, like in a group, is not like the funnest thing because usually you're like picking things and trying to min max and all that. But when you're playing Shadow of the Demon Lord, sitting around the table with like some of this stuff and like being like, "Oh my gosh, I'll never believe what I rolled," and like having that interaction with everybody as you're doing it together, like you all of a sudden come up with like we just like we did, Dan. We now have a backstory of why we're together. I really dig it. I dig it. I you dig know, it. and now we don't have to. We don't have to come up with like why are you guys hanging out together? You know, and I think you know? I think do I've only done Shadow doing one shots, and I think uh-huh. this is part of the one shot experience. The one shot experience deprived me of this part, which is way fun. So it's one another reason to like that game. Yeah, and if you really wanted to, you could probably roll up a character for, in a one shot. Like, that's how quick they go, right? You just come up with a little template that you could have them fill stuff out. In a four-hour session, you sure could. Yeah, absolutely. Second to, um, I think, Mothership in my is probably the fastest role. Right. Character roller. (laughs) But uh, this is probably right up there with it really quick. Yep. Because at the end of the day, you know, if you're you're just doing a level zero, um, there is no real rolling up. You just copy down the stats and say, let's go. Let's play. Yeah, exactly. It's good times. So there, there you have it, folks. Yet another reason to go to Drive Through RPG, which we talked about earlier in the show, and get yourself uh, some supplements from Shadow of the Demon Lord, as well as uh, some of the core rule books and other things. There, I guarantee you, you will not be disappointed with this system, and everything about it is a lot of fun. A lot of fun. A lot of customization available. So it's great. Well, thank you very much, everybody, for listening, and uh, we will catch you on the other side. Take care. Awesome. Bye now.